Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. And I want to thank my backers for the support that they've given me on Patreon, uh, the continued support there. That's been great. I want to thank uh, the sponsors of the show, Battle Hardened Games, and uh, the, the work that they've been doing. I appreciate that support. My guest today is someone I have known for quite a few years. Um, he recently uh, has received some accolades that we're going to talk about, but he is, he is very active in, on, the, on a global scale in social crowdfunding. I want to welcome Devin Thorpe. Devin, thanks for joining me on the show. Well, it's an honor to be here. I'm proud to be one of your Patreon backers. I have been for a long time, and I'm excited to be on the show again. It's been a long time, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be back, Richard. It's an honor. Thank you. Well, thank you. It has been a long time, and you have been one active guy uh, since the last time we saw each other, and particularly, you were just recently. I got to. I got to point this out. You were just recently named to a very prestigious list. What was that? Yes. What was that? It was. It, well, it's almost embarrassing, but yes, I was. I was listed on a list of the 200 most influential philanthropists and social entrepreneurs. So I was number 190 on the list. But and, and what other names are on that list? Uh, Oprah Winfrey and Bill Gates, Richard Branson, Elon Musk. That's a good list. That's a good list. That's a good list to be on. And yes. I mean, it kind of indicates just how far uh, an extension this concept of not just philanthropy, which involves money, the uh, the giving of your own personal money, but but the also the concept of helping people give money to have an impact on the world, which is kind of why I think you're on the list, right? Yeah, I you know the the list is the influential f- folks in that space and and it's clearly my influence that got me on the list and not my philanthropy that okay. got me on. Okay. Well, all right. So when we talk about your influence, you have been doing crowdfunding for quite a while and you know that my audience is directly is mostly around uh, Kickstarter, so we call that rewards-based crowdfunding. There's such a thing as equity-based crowdfunding, which has been new, um, which is actually I think how you and I met uh, several years yeah. ago during the the Silicon Valley, the first Silicon Valley uh, crowdfunding conference. But you're you're involved with I think we call it cause-based crowdfunding. Is that a pr- uh, accurate description of that? That that works. A uh, lot 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 of names, but uh, to distinguish it from Rewards, I often think of it as just donations-based crowdfunding, right? And typically, uh, a lot of the folks I work with are just, at, you know, offering a a token thank you, and not not like uh, the folks that uh, are listening today who are doing games. But some of my folks are doing things as innovative uh, and fun as games, uh, but most are are nonprofits. Got it. So they're out there. And, and what's interesting is when we first started getting into the crowdfunding space, I would often remind people that crowdfunding has been around for years and years and years because if you want to see crowdfunding in action, just go to church on Sunday. And when the pay, plate goes past and you drop in your money for the donation, you're crowdfunding a, an idea, a concept, somebody. And, and that concept has been with us, this idea of giving. And we're known as a very generous uh, country, society this idea of taking our money and giving to somebody else to help them uh, have an impact on the world. And that's kind of where you're in there, not on the religious side, but in, the, in, in taking funds and, and helping nonprofits and making a social impact. 
That's right. That's right. And, and we, we work with uh, social entrepreneurs, including those who are trying to generate a profit as well and, and uh, like to talk about how to incorporate a little purpose into every enterprise. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're working on trying to help people make a difference in the world. Well, and, so, uh, you know, I think everyone shares that interest. It's, it's a universal desire. I think it's, it's part of our genetic makeup. Part of what makes humans work as a species is our desire to help other people. And, and you've helped other people now all over the world because you just recently came off a trip where you had uh, – you've been to Africa before, but you got to go to Africa and visit several countries. What was that like? Yeah, it was really great. I was in uh, Kenya, Rwanda, and Uganda, and uh, it was really fascinating to see especially the success of Rwanda because you'll recall yes. about 20 years ago there was a horrendous, horrendous uh, genocide there in Rwanda, and I thought the country could never possibly recover from that, but – but. Uh, Rwanda is unequivocally the most together uh, uh, country I have visited in Africa. I've only visited five countries in Africa, but I was still very impressed with uh, the order and the the progress, uh, the beautiful boulevards, you know, tree-lined streets through the city of Kigali. And I'm just thinking, holy cow, this doesn't look like the rest of Africa. This is different. So I was really, really blown away. And what were you doing there from on the on the crowdfunding side? So I was visiting with social entrepreneurs there, trying to figure, uh, writing stories about the social entrepreneurs I met, and it was great. I was with Santa Clara University. Uh, I think uh, you're there in that neighborhood I am. Uh, where you you live. But Santa Clara has, I think, the world's best social entrepreneurship program, and. And so we were visiting some of the alumni of their program scattered around this region of Africa. And, I mean, just blows my mind how, how great they're doing, the impact they're having. Some are for-profit, some are non-profit, but they're all amazing. Uh, you know, bringing clean water, uh, career opportunities to women, uh, health care. I mean, just you, you name it, they're doing it. And... Uh, and they're doing it at increasing scale. They're making a big difference. And it was so exciting to see the impact of these entrepreneurs on their respective countries. Just really, really wonderful. Because you have a very wide reach with your audience. You are very active on social. You have a Twitter account, uh, Devin D. Thorpe, I think is your Twitter account, right? Yep. yep. And that's Devin with an I, D-E-V-I-N, D-T-H-O-R-P. P-E. You also are an active uh, contributor to Forbes, and I assume that you're writing about the same things on Forbes that you we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I did a fun piece this week on uh, NBA players who are, you know, part-time social entrepreneurs, doing one thing or another to make the world a better place. And uh, I even connected with Dikembe Mutombo and got I saw, a I saw quote that. From him. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dikembe is just uh, a classy guy. Uh, so impressed, and wrote a little bit about Isaiah Thomas, uh, uh, the new Isaiah Thomas. Right. We have to remember uh, us old guys. We have to remember that. No, yeah. it's, it's it's the new one, right? And I have yeah, to do that you every, know, every single time. I, I don't follow the NBA like I used to, and so I had no idea that new Isaiah Thomas was like e an even bigger deal than the old Isaiah Thomas. Right. You know, right. He's he's amazing. 
And then uh, he's, amazing, he's an amazing guy and he's an amazing athlete. And you've written a book on crowdfunding. Yep. Uh, that was called – is it Crowdfunding for Social Good? That's what it's called. Yep. Yep. And then you've been active involved with uh, your your website. I guess you have devonthorpe.com, but then your mark on the world. I know you through your mark on the world. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit in our, in our listening audience about that initiative and the whole thing around your mark on the world. So your mark on the world gives me a platform to write about anything I want. But what I want to write about uh, as a general rule is, is people doing good. And uh, so I get to cover a few things there that I don't get to cover for Forbes because they don't quite fit my narrower mandate there on social entrepreneurship and impact investing. But but I, I just have a ball being able to write about uh, people who are doing good in whatever way, shape, and form they're doing it. Uh, um, and so, so that, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, I've got a little show like yours, and uh, and I, I just get to meet the most wonderful, good people. Uh, it is amazing. You've been on my show, so I can say <laughs> that they are some of the most wonderful, good people there are, and, and you're typical of them. Well, I appreciate that. What are some of the things that are surprising you right now, what's going on with the whole crowdfunding and the social impact as you use that term? Uh, what are we seeing happening out there? What are, what are some stories maybe that you can share that maybe are some eye-opening? Yeah, I, I think the the definition of crowdfunding in the nonprofit world it remains confusing. Um, the, the, the irony here is that when nonprofits talk about crowdfunding, they, they, they usually talk about raising money on social media. And you and I know that social media is only a component of a successful crowdfunding campaign and that really oftentimes the personal one-to-one outreach that people make is more important than the social media outreach. And so I get a little frustrated by that struggle on definitions uh, because I think uh, nonprofits, especially the older ones, don't get social media. They don't get crowdfunding and they kind of blur this all together and they still don't understand it. So that's a thing. I think I I hear you there because uh, even in in the corporate world, as I deal with social media in the corporate world, uh, the old school PR folks just see it as a bullhorn, that it's uh, basically 140 character press releases. Right. Yeah. Please give, please give, please give, or please buy, please buy, please buy. Here's our announcement. All one directional, all kind of a, a bullhorn announcement style rather than that engagement conversation and, and the impact that we're talking about. Right? And I think that's what you're referring to there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, another, another interesting trend is that uh, finally you mentioned the equity crowdfunding. Equity crowdfunding was – passed into law in 2012, but it didn't become implemented in terms of regulation and therefore really become legal until the spring of 2016, four years later. So now it is legal, and it's been interesting to see um, how little of it there is. And so people are trying to figure out, is it a matter of fixing the regulations to make it more workable or is this just a thing that doesn't work for as many people as we might have thought? But it is exciting to see that this is a new functioning source of capital for entrepreneurs. And, and that's really relevant to, to your audience because if you've got a game 
you produce a game and you you kickstarter it and it becomes a thing really what you've created isn't a game a bit but you've created a business yep and it takes capital to grow a business so now crowdfunding on a site like WeFunder, WeFunder is kind of the dominant. It's WeFunder is at least for the moment the Kickstarter of equity crowdfunding. It's still early days; it'll yet to be seen if they will always be. Uh, Indiegogo has started doing equity crowdfunding as well. Uh, it's not clear to me that that's really taking off yet for them, but uh, it could. They've got certainly the big. Uh, footprint to, to make that happen. So anyway, your audience ought to be paying just a little bit of attention to equity crowdfunding because it's such a natural follow-on. If you've had a successful crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter, to then do an equity campaign uh, may make eminent sense. You know, if you so anyway. Well, we have uh, Michael Mendez is going to be on the show here uh, in the future. He is the uh, he was one of the original gamers on Kickstarter to have a, a successful Kickstarter campaign. Back then it was $40,000 and it was considered an incredible amount of money and the game was eminent domain. He, his, game, his company is Tasty Minstrel Games, TMG, and he has announced that he will, is doing an equity crowdfunding round for that. Excellent. And so you're starting to see that a little bit. Now, I'm going to go back because I was at that, as you were, that um, the equity crowdfunding, Silicon Valley equity crowdfunding conference what was it, 2012, right after the law had been passed? and I, yeah, Maybe I 2013, yeah. I think. It's 2013. And you might not remember, I certainly do, that, I, that uh, I challenged that panel because they were going on and on and on about how revolutionary this was going to be. And, and, I, yeah. and I finally said, now, wait a minute. I just don't believe that there are that many people sitting out there with money burning a hole in their pocket that are waiting to rush in to invest their money into some business or equity with a very limited ability to return on that investment, very little control. There's just not this huge capital pool of capital sitting out there for people just to pour into it without necessarily getting anything tangible back. That was my argument. And, and it was an argument. I don't know if you remember. I was sitting in the, oh, yeah. in the audience and challenging them because at the time – Kickstarter was going like crazy, and then they kind of poo-pooed that and said, oh, that's just small money. You know, it was a half a billion to a billion dollars, and to them, that was just a little bit of money. But I was trying to – and if you recall, I opened the eyes of a lot of that audience when I pointed out that the, that the rewards-based crowdfunding, like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, that that was driving so much energy and that people were participating – in, in a way that the equity guys also didn't seem to quite get it. And one of the points was is that somebody who's been on my show many times, Jamie Stegmeyer, has successfully he, – he just recently raised $1.8 million for his Kickstarter project. He ran it for three weeks. But under the equity crowdfunding rules, he couldn't have raised $1.8 million, right? right. There's right. a cap yeah. on a million dollars. And so now suddenly Jamie has $1.8 million, 17,000 people donated to that campaign. Donate's not the right word when we're talking with right. you. And yet he didn't give up a single piece of equity. And so that's one of yeah. the challenges that I see with this whole equity crowdfunding. And I continue to be somebody who says there is not an untapped pool of people dying to fork over $1,000 at a time to buy tiny fractional ownership of all of these businesses. And that's my argument. I continue to stand by that, and I'm not necessarily pop- – maybe that's why they haven't invited me back for a while to the uh, <laughs> crowd. No, I, I think you make a valid point. Um, 
But I think somewhere between the the goalposts of everyone is dying to invest in the next uh, Microsoft uh, at its founding point and the argument that there is no money there, there is a reality where there are some people who are in fact. And so the question is, how big is that market? It's clearly not as big as promoters hoped. But I suspect that in time, we will learn again as uh, Americans to invest. Got it. Oh, that's and, an interesting. And, and you think about um, uh, as crowdfunding backers, uh, we, we often get excited about the success of the guy we're backing. Yeah, uh, and not necessarily we, the widget or whatever is going to show up on our doorstep. You're absolutely right that it's an emotional we, we tie. Care about. And so equity crowdfunding is a model wherein we can participate in that success as well. So I think it will mature and grow. Um, it clearly does not appear to be on track to uh, achieve um, the scale that some had described. Uh, you know, some were talking about a $300 million a year marketplace uh, in, in equity crowdfunding. We're, we're nowhere close to that. And I think, but, um, I, well, I think I shared some numbers with you earlier that, you know, tabletop board games did 113 million last year alone on Kickstarter. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're talking about some different scales, and I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily wanting to say I told you so to all those people, but I guess I told them so. Um, you did tell them. You did. You did. <laughs> it was like th- there I was, was there. You were I was there. a witness. It was so much hype, and I was just like, now guys, I just I don't see it now. Before we, because we're almost out of time, and I hate that that we've uh, that, that this goes by so quickly. You have a lot of good information that people can find out about what you're doing and the impact that you're having. Where are some places they can go to find out more of this information? So one that we haven't talked about is goodcrowd.info. So when we talk about crowdfunding, I've got a crowdfunding news site where I share news about crowdfunding for social good. You can go there. Um, I would encourage, too, your your folks may be interested in my book, Adding Profit by Adding Purpose, which is really a, a corporate social responsibility manual. It's a handbook, tiny little book. Uh, you can download it off Amazon for 99 cents. Uh, but the but as you're building a game, I would really challenge you to think about how you can incorporate some aspect of social good into the game and then into the business model as well. So that people who are giving to your game or who are contributing to your Kickstarter are also in some way contributing to a social mission that you have. And I think you'll find that not only uh, will that uh, give you an opportunity to make a difference in the world, which is valuable from a, a, a kind of an intangible sense, I think it will increase the profitability of your Kickstarter and your game to have that aspect added to it. That's an interesting topic. It's something has to be careful of because Kickstarter does not allow the, the creation of a campaign that donates money to causes. Right, right. So, you can you can uh, yeah, you can incorporate it at the margins, but it can't be the uh, can't be the thing. Right, it can't be the thing, and it can't even be one of the rewards. And so, I have seen some success with people who are running the campaign, and then on their own website talk about what they're able to do if they're successful with that campaign from the social standpoint. So yeah. that's that's a great point, Devin. We're we're out of time, so let's wrap up with uh, you're going to be on tour. If people want to see you, you're going to be speaking uh, in. Uh, coming up in the next couple of months, where are you going to be at? 
Yeah, so uh, I'm doing a crowdfunding training for nonprofits in Salt Lake on May 5th, in uh, Oakland on May 12th, and in Los Angeles on September 8th. So if somebody wants to attend, how can they, uh, how can they find out information to go to one of those uh, trainings? Crowdfundingforsocialgood.com. Okay. And uh, you ha- were generous enough that if somebody from who's listening wants to go, they can enter in a code and receive a 20% discount on attendance of that. And that code is, and it made me smile, blissfully. Right? That's there you the go. Code. Blissfully. That's perfect. Blissfully. Crowdfundingforsocialgood.com. And your website is Devin Thorpe, where they can find out all kinds of information. And I appreciate you talking about the Adding Profit for, by Adding Purpose book that they can find on Amazon. Devin, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and always a pleasure to catch up and talk. Well, thank you, Richard. It's, a, it's an honor to be invited on your show. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Devin Thorpe, a social entrepreneur and uh, owner, creator of Make Your Mark on the World. And you can find his information at devinthorpe.com. Hopefully, you've been inspired. Devin is a person who has continued to inspire me, and I appreciate that he's being here. Thanks for listening. Take care.